Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this special live radio show with Dr. Doug Thompson. With over 25 years' experience in state-of-the-art oral health, Dr. Thompson will be talking to us about the serious connection between gum disease and most of the major diseases of our time. Dr. Thompson will tell us about where his research has led him with respect to avoiding these silent killers. He's joining us today in this rare opportunity to call in and speak to him directly. You won't want to miss what Dr. Thompson has to say. And if you have a question for the doctor, we're inviting you to call in at 800-859-0957. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome to this special live radio show where you can call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here today talking with Dr. Doug Thompson, integrative oral health dentist from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. He's here with us discussing his state-of-the-art clinic, the latest diagnostic systems in oral health care, and the importance of the connection between the mouth and many systemic diseases. If you have a question for the doctor on the matters we're discussing today, please call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Thompson, welcome to the Sunday show. You've been going for a while now, Wednesday evenings after Mitch album. You'll continue to do that. But for the Sunday crew that are listening in today, we're welcoming you again. And I'd just like to ask you to be kind enough to explain why is your dental practice different from the average dental practice? Yeah, thank you, Emery, and I appreciate being here for the Sunday audience. I know that the uh, Wednesday audience has been very receptive, and so if you have any questions for a dentist, any questions that could be dental-related, please uh, think about calling in, and it really helps our show explode into different areas. But uh, dentistry is different today. You know, it's not just repairing the teeth. It's not just fixing holes in the teeth or building crowns or uh, doing bridges and doing all that complex dentistry. We do all that, implant dentistry, all that stuff. Um, but what's more important and maybe more important or as important is that we can look at certain oral conditions, um, different things that we see in the mouth, and we have some unique metrics. Metrics just means like measurables, tests, different things we can do to help us determine who might be at risk for heart disease, who might be at risk for Alzheimer's disease. And, you know, Emory, we're up to 57 different diseases now, so... Uh, when I got out of dental school, it was two diseases. We talked about heart disease and, and uh, maybe diabetes, but now we're up to 57 different diseases. So it's an amazing opportunity for us as dentists to really like help people just way beyond the mouth uh, and not just do things that help their teeth function better, but how about things that help them have more vitality and more longevity in their life? I mean, if you could do that in a dental practice, it'd be amazing. And one of the reasons why that's so successful is because we have such limited time with physicians today. I mean, we just have, you know, just our time with physicians is just so short. And I know that we have certain physicians like Brian and uh, other people who have been on your show that are allotting more time. But, you know, typically we have to buy that time. So the average physician is just not giving you that time because they can't. They're just so, uh, so stressed and fatigued they can't. So... What a great opportunity. I'd love to have some callers call in and ask some questions about what we do, but it's amazing. We have saliva tests. We have many different things we can do that helps us predict 
their future ongoing health. Well, here's something that surprised me a few minutes ago when you started to talk and it kind of took me aback is you mentioned that when you got out of dental school, they already knew there was a connection between your the oral cavity, the bacteria in the oral cavity and heart disease. I thought this was something that just sort of popped up a few years ago, this connection. So it's been around for a long time, but nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody's getting the word out. Nobody's telling the, the population out there. The information is, is not getting out that this is something that can be diagnosed on your visit to your dentist. You don't need to go to a cardiologist to find out if you've got this precondition. And that was that's kind of surprising that it's been around for all this time. Well, I mean, let me tell you, back in the late 1800s, I mean, they knew, people knew that when uh, uh, even barbers back then were the dentists, and you knew when you walked into a barber shop and you had a jaw infection or a facial swelling, I mean, they knew you had a tooth infection. They knew that tooth had to go. And then there was a lot of work back then about how oral health affects the stomach health. And, you know, if you if you had a root canal, if you had a a dental abscess, if you have gum disease, if you have sleep apnea, if you have a cavity infection, I mean, these bugs that cause this problem are traveling to the rest of the body. They knew that back in 1800s. Um, but then what happened is the dentistry got so sophisticated with the tools and uh, the, uh, the high-speed handpiece and all the advances in dentistry that it got really focused on repairing the teeth. And we started to separate from the physicians of the world, and we started to become kind of tooth mechanics. Well, you know what? We're not tooth mechanics. I mean, we're oral physicians, and we have an unbelievable opportunity to help people discover other things about their health that sometimes even their physician can't figure out. And I have physicians that refer patients to me that, um, that need my input on their ability to help curb or control oral inflammation. What an amazing opportunity it is for us. So in dentistry right now, the, it, I just need to educate other dentists. And I need to educate the population. And you need to help me do that so that we can figure, so that we can let people know there's so much more we can do for them today than just fix their teeth. And yeah, congratulations, because with your Wellness Dentistry Network, you are teaching other dentists all across the country. So it's not just you on an island by yourself. One thing you said that we're going to come back and talk about is the connection between sleep apnea and cardiac disease and that's one area of medicine that's severely underserved and under talked about and certainly you've got solutions for that you've got the testing for it. you've got the solutions that have way eclipsed the old-fashioned way of doing it where you have to go overnight and stay in a hospital or stay in a clinical environment and then come out and then perhaps wind up with i know a lot of people who got the cpap machine that technology and 30 percent of them toss it so we do want to come back and talk about the connection between sleep apnea because that's one of the tests you do and you also provide the solutions. So well, we'll go we, ahead. Yeah, you know, we can, well, for under $300, we can put something on your wrist and it's amazing what we can do. We can put something on your wrist and it can tell us a whole lot about your sleep quality and your overall health and we can, um, we can direct you. You know, we might not have the total solution, but we can direct you or get you people who can help you. Perfect. Absolutely. We'll come back and talk some more about this on the other side of the break. In the meantime, you're listening to the Dr. Thompson radio show, and the doctor is here today talking about the seriousness of undetected oral pathogens, which can be the root cause of many catastrophic diseases. If you have a question, you can call us directly at 800 859 don't miss this opportunity to call the doctor directly. 
You're listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Dr. Doug Thompson Live Medical Radio Show here on WJR. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here today talking with Dr. Thompson, general dentist and oral health specialist in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. He's with us discussing the latest diagnostic methods he uses to diagnose many systemic diseases, from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctor, please call us at 800 8590957 Dr. Thompson before the uh, going into break we were talking about the sleep apnea I believe that everybody should get the test with 700,000 men dying uh from the widowmaker we know that there's undiagnosed cardiac disease out there it's prolific and this is certainly one simple easy test that they can take and coming to you to take it they can walk home with the equipment and have an easy solution. Let's talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, well, what you're alluding to is that it used to be that in the uh, days of past, we had to go to a hospital. We had to spend a night in a, in a cold uh, room, usually in the basement of the hospital where the sleep lab would be. And it was quite an intimidating environment. I think and they're still doing that. That didn't end. I think they're still doing it. Yeah, but they make it look a little bit more like a like a hotel room. So it's just well, they've dressed up the surroundings it's a, a little, bit. Yeah, it's a little bit better, but there's no room service. So let no, me and tell still you. still intimidating. Uh, yeah. So what happens is the uh, now in the dental practice, what we have is we actually have a wristwatch type device, and um, we can program it to your smartphone. And we have a wristwatch type device. It's under three hundred dollars, and and it will tell you some of the most significant information that you need to make decisions about. Should you do something different with your sleep health? Should you maybe um, go and see a sleep physician, or could your dentist help you do something? And so it gives us a, a number of opportunities that we didn't have just a few years ago. So for that, I'm happy to help anybody. Uh, that wants to have that done. But sleep apnea is a big, big problem because when you stop breathing at night, however many minutes it is or seconds it is, and not to mention, I don't want to get too sophisticated with where our diagnoses are going, but there's even something that young fit females have uh, called upper airway resistance syndrome. This is something that we can detect through our through that same uh, wa- that same wearing device that maybe if you think you're, you know, I'm going to be down at the Detroit Marathon. You know, we, uh, we're in Detroit. We have a international marathon next weekend here in Detroit for all of the listeners around the world that may not know. And we have thousands of runners that are going to come and they're going to run 26.2 miles. And many of those runners feel like they're fit because they can go out and jog and they can exercise. But you know what? There's a big population of those people that have breathing problems at night. They don't sleep as well as they could sleep. And even though they feel like they're fit and even though they feel like they're young and they're healthy, uh, in 2009, I ran one of those marathons. And during that time when I ran that marathon, three people died on the course. And so why do people die on a course when they're trained for a marathon? They do that because there's either excess inflammation in their body or something's not right with the way they're conditioned. And so I can tell you that we need to have everybody screened, whether you're young or whether you're old, it would be a great idea to learn about the quality of your sleep. And right now we're having a discussion about sleep apnea, and that's a really big deal because if you're not sleeping well, you're not healthy. 
I can just make that's it as simple as that. That's an amazing point to make, not, not to interrupt you, but yeah, I mean, I'm someone that's in my 30s and I had gone recently for a, a CIMT exam and I saw that I had a lot of inflammation in the arteries and I, I run, I exercise, I do Pilates and eat healthy. And I mean, clearly I, I just got a sleep study to take. So clearly th th there might be something there that I'll find out uh, regarding some sort of inflammatory thing going on or sleep apnea, who knows, but. Yeah, and for our listening audience that can't see you, you look, I mean, there's nothing about you that would look anything remotely like you're unhealthy. So that's the whole thing is, you know, we we have judged people's bodies by the way their body architecture looks, and that's the wrong way to just, that's the wrong way to decide who's healthy and who's not healthy. We really should look at their metabolic health, and we should look at other things about their health that are significant and sleep quality and sleep health is one of the big ones. So I really appreciate you mentioning that uh, because it's, it's so important for us to think about what other things could be happening in your life that might make you unhealthy. And even because you look great doesn't necessarily mean that everything inside is working the way it needs to work. And Oh, Siobhan, you have a caller. Yeah. We, yeah. We just had a caller come through. So we have Liz on the line in Milford. Liz, what's your question? Hi, I have been a longtime sufferer of headaches and migraines and through going through natural forms have sought help and received help. One thing I'm still having, though, is I wake up every morning with a headache. Sometimes it's debilitating. Sometimes it's a migraine. Sometimes it's just a, a headache. I can use some peppermint oil and I'm, I'm fine. Um, but it's very odd because I'll get up in the middle of the night, like at 3 o'clock, even 4 and I'm fine, and then I go back to sleep for another hour or two and wake up with a massive headache. Would that have anything to do with uh, sleep apnea, that kind of thing? Yeah, Liz, if you look at our own the circadian rhythm and how we sleep, there's a lot of REM sleep that happens between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. in the morning for people. So, the, so even the cycle of sleep that you go into at that time of day is different than the cycle of sleep that you go into at 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock. So... All I would say is that we would, all we would want to do is we would want to either test something that might be able to go between the teeth. Maybe you're clenching at night or maybe you're, you know, if you, if you think about putting a five pound weight on your arm and if you did bicep curls between three and 5 a.m. every morning, you'd wake up and you'd have sore muscles. And so if there's something that's happening in your sleep, that's causing you to either squinch your teeth together or move your teeth in a certain way. It could be what's causing some of the tension headaches. So we have many, many people that we make simple, simple oral devices for, and they go, oh, my gosh, you have no idea what happened. I, I know you made this so I can protect my teeth, but guess what's happening? My headaches went away. So I'm not going to say that's the cause of your headache, but it surely should be ruled out and should be ruled out by somebody who's competent to determine that. And what I, yeah. kind of test would that be? Yeah. I, I wanted to ask. What, what, how do you test for that? Yeah, we would. We probably what we would do for Liz is we would make her a, a simple um, bite orthotic, and we would ask her, uh, "How do you feel?" You know, it would be so. It'd be more anecdotal. Uh, we were. We really wouldn't have a a metric. Although we would look. We would love to have a, do a sleep test on her because part of the sleep test is jaw motion. So we would see jaw motion, and if we saw excessive jaw motion at night then we would know that maybe she would be a candidate for that kind of appliance. So, uh, so that, so just our regular, uh, our regular, uh, overnight sleep study that we do for the dental office could really help Liz a lot from Milford. 
Yeah, Liz, thanks for calling. No, it's amazing because I am a firm believer that everybody should do one of these take-home sleep studies because what do you have to lose? You know, randomly, as Siobhan said, look at her. She looks as though she's in perfect health. She runs, she exercises, she's vegetarian. She was shocked when she found out what the study came back at. And also, I'm a firm believer in that you're never too young to have this. People think they should have these tests done when they're 50, 60, older. And that's not true. The sooner you get in, wouldn't you agree, the better? Well, you know, you mentioned earlier about us trying to educate other people. You know, not only do we have the Wellness Dentistry Network, but we educate at the COIS Center, K-O-I-S Center in Seattle, Washington, for dentists. This is not for consumers, but this is for dentists. And we're trying to educate a population of dentists that can help more consumers. If I could get one dentist on board, most of us have a couple thousand patients in our practice, and so we could help so many more people if we could get uh, dentists to understand. So when we go, when we come to the Koi Center, one of the things we do in our wellness week, it's called a wellness week program, and you could ask your dentist if they've ever been to it, but they should go to it. We do all the metrics on the dentist, and you would not believe how many young dentists we have in the audience that have health problems already. But here's the, here's the issue, Henry. Those health problems haven't caused a faintness of breath. They haven't caused high blood pressure. They haven't caused dizziness. They haven't caused you to pass out. They haven't caused you to have chest pain. And unfortunately, in our community, we're waiting until those symptoms show up before we actually do something about it. By then, it's way late in the disease process, and we're looking at discovering that disease process way earlier. So no question, I think all these people, when you're young, if you're in your, between your 20s and your 30s, it's a beautiful time to get screening. That's what prevention is all about. In the meantime, we'll come back and talk about this more on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Dr. Doug Thompson radio show. And we are talking about the importance of diagnosing and treating gum disease and how it can prevent some of the major diseases of our time. If you have a question, you can call the doctor directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to call the doctor directly. You're listening to the Dr. Thompson radio show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to this special edition of the Dr. Thompson radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are talking with Dr. Doug Thompson, dentist and pioneer in prevention from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. He's here today explaining the medical diagnostic model he incorporates in his clinic to screen for many of the catastrophic diseases from cardiac disease to Alzheimer's that through early detection can be prevented. If you have a question for the doctor on the topics we're discussing today, please call us at 800-859-0957. We certainly want to come back and talk more about your screening and sleep apnea, but Siobhan is another caller. Yeah, we have Peter from Southgate on the line. Peter, what's your question? Yes, I've been dealing with uh, sleep issues for over 20-some years. I have not seen uh, myself sleeping for four hours straight. I wake up every hour to two hours. It all started out with cluster headaches in the factory, and I my brain was programmed to wake up every hour or sooner because the longer you sleep, the cluster headaches would be very severe, and it is like living hell. It's worse than any migraine anybody can imagine. So my body got used to waking up every hour to two hours, and then I found a cure for the cluster headaches, and it was uh, CBD 
and a little bit of THC you buy over the counter at any store and the mixture the little bit was able to stop the cluster headaches, but my body's been accustomed to the episodes of two to three hours waking up every hour to two hours. And now when I wake up, I get up and I go to the bathroom. I, I, I go pee quite a bit and I've done in eight hours, a half a gallon. I, I measured it. Why am I waking up? Is it because I got to go pee? Is it because of the cluster headaches or am I going because I got to go? But, I have not been able to sleep at four hours straight. It's been two hours, one hour, and it's been, you know, I've been thinking about going to a sleep clinic to figure out what's going on. Well, you know, Peter, you, I mean, you have an interesting question. And, you know, one of the things that we know about uh, sleep quality is that if you're breathing or if your breathing is not relaxing, then your breathing does what we what we call maybe it stimulates like the fight or flight. Like if I saw a dinosaur right now, I'd like run like hell, right? It would be scary for me and I would just be so alert. So if your body's suffocating every night for a certain amount of time, your body's going to tell you, Hey Pete, you know, get up, get up, don't sleep, stop sleeping, get up. You got to breathe. And so your body. So number one, what you did with the CBD and with the THC is you suppressed your body's ability to tell you to get up and wake up because that's what we do when we're drunk or lethargic or high or whatever it is. I mean, that's what happens to us. And so we suppress that system and we suppress that system. That system's still active. So guess what it's doing? It's making urine because that's what you do during the day. You don't pee at night. You typically pee during the day when you're, you know, when you're awake and you're active. And so when you're, when you're sleeping, our body, our, you know, our brain tells us don't make so much saliva don't make so much urine, don't cause so much maintenance problems because you know what? We need to sleep. I mean, so that's the idea. And so you're, so what, so what's happening is we're kind of faking the body out to believing that it's uh, in this sleep state, but it's really not in a sleep state. It's still in a hyper arousal, hyper arousal state. So I do think that a sleep physician, because of the complexity of what you're talking about, would be way more appropriate for you than just going into like a dentist office and saying, Hey, can you help me with a mouth appliance or can you help me with something? Because what you're describing for me, and I'm not a medical professional and we have other medical professionals on these shows. I'm not a medical professional. I'm a dental professional that has a specialty in oral, you know, understanding oral situations. Um, I really think you, you know, you could be evaluated much more succinctly because I think you'd get a more peaceful night's sleep. I think it'd be healthier for you. And I think that that would be, um, that's be my best advice. Yes, Peter, make sure you get to the right doctor. That's the most important thing. And, um, coming back to this whole sleep problem, we don't want to overlook the, what you were talking about in the break, pediatric sleep apnea. Yeah. One of the things that we really need to make sure if we're young moms and dads that have children and sometimes we, you know, go on social media and we, you know, Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, our children sleeping or snoring, or we think the sleeping sounds are funny or that it's cute. Well, I can tell you that the sleeping sounds that children make, wheezing, snoring, gasping, um, choking, any of these sounds are not cute. These are very, very early sounds that something's wrong with the anatomy or something's wrong with the behavior that's causing these children to have in, uh, in uh, this causing these children to have 
uh, interrupted sleep. And if they have interrupted sleep, then they're going to have interrupted cognition. If they have interrupted cognition, they're going to have less brain thinking. Then they're going to be misdiagnosed as ADD, ADHD. They're going to have a lot of problems. And so I just want to make sure young moms and dads know if you have any children that are diagnosed with any of these behavioral problems, bedwetting, um, grinding teeth, uh, sleeping sounds, please get them to a dentist who can evaluate them and get them to the right people because we have pediatric orthodontists and we have people who specialize in pediatric airway management and these, and that's not normal. So if your child's having that and all you got to do is take a 10 second, 15 second video of your child sleeping at night. And if their child, if their mouth is open, if they're having other problems sleeping, we really want to help them get to the right people who can fix that because just think about it. If you can help a child with their cognition at five years old, six years old, seven years old, just think of the all the kids that have been diagnosed with ADD and ADHD from grade, from grade three to grade 11, and they think that's their diagnosis. It might not be. It could just be because of the way they sleep. Yeah, it's amazing how we don't think about these things, you know, and uh, about how you would think pediatricians would look more, take a closer look into the possibility of sleep apnea. But I mean, hardly anybody's even heard about it, certainly not when it comes to the pediatric population. And, you know, on another note, as you're talking, I'm always thinking about how you basically fill in the gap between what the PCP doesn't make the time to do. Your primary care physician doesn't have the time because he's there to cure he or she are there to cure what you're complaining about today. You know, the injury or the sickness that you're suffering from today. And they're not looking at the overall screening. They're certainly not talking enough about, you know, sleep apnea and a lot of the screening that you're doing. So I think that's what different, differentiates you from other dentists. And there should be more of you. We should duplicate you. Well, we're trying. We're to, trying. Right? Yeah, we're, try, we're trying to educate dentists and we're trying to educate people about what they should be asking their dentists for. So. Mm -hmm. um, that's the idea, but you're absolutely correct. I mean, there's so many things we can figure out about people. If we have the if we have the opportunity to have some face time with them, if we have a good, uh, dental and medical history, you know, questionnaire, and then if we have the ability to look in and determine, you know, what their oral conditions are that could be affecting their systemic health and myself and, you know, my practice, Chelsea Watkins over at my practice partner and associate dentist, Chelsea Watkins at the at our uh, integrative oral medicine clinic. I mean, that's what we're about and that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to educate other people around the world for that. And again, I teach at the Koi center in Seattle and that's why we do that because we need more people that are, that understand what the significance is of just having a little bit of knowledge and looking in at uh, people's oral health. It's believe me, it's not about drilling and filling your cavities. It's not about just replacing your crown. It's not about just replacing your bite guard. It's not about so cosmetics. Much more. So Siobhan, much more. you wanted to ask about the saliva test. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might need to cover more of it in the next segment, but I think it would yeah. be worth going into some of the other testing and screening you do in regards to gum health and prevention of other major diseases that can arise from that. Yeah, we can do that really nicely because gum disease is one of the very, very early signs that there could be uh, microbial. And, we'll, and don't worry about the word microbial, but there could be some kind of uh, bacterial or bug imbalance in the mouth that could be affecting systemic health for a significant amount of time. So I'd love to come back um, after, well, we got a few minutes yet, but I'd love to come back and uh, talk about that in more detail. 
And why it's so crucially important to, to get this test, the saliva test, when you go, do go in and see your dentist or whoever offers that test. We'll come back and talk about that on the other side of the break. In the meantime, you're listening to the Dr. Doug Thompson radio show. We're talking about oral health and the disease and disease prevention. If you have a question, you can reach the doctor by calling directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You won't want to miss this opportunity to talk to Dr. Thompson directly. You're listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the last segment of the special live edition of the Dr. Thompson Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here today talking with Dr. Doug Thompson about his state-of-the-art clinic and his practice of prevention. This is our final segment, so if you have a question for the doctor on the topics we're discussing today, please call us at 800-859-0957. And also for regular listeners, Dr. Thompson also is on the air the third Wednesday of the month right following Mitch album. For those of you who are not aware of that show, I'm encouraging you to tune into it. Final segment, Dr. Thompson, we were talking over the break about how soon do you get on the bandwagon, bandwagon of screening? Well, you know, we can do that at a number of, uh, at a number of times throughout somebody's life. But one of the best things to do is, in their late 20s and early 30s, this is usually when gum disease starts to, you know, kind of show up in people's pop in people's life. Now, we have a certain situation in children, which is inflammation around the teeth, and we call that gingivitis. The gingiva is the tissue around the teeth. So just basically think about gum tissue. And if you think about gum tissue and inflammation, if you had gum inflammation, redness around the teeth, we would call that gingivitis. And so one of the things that we're going to do is, uh, I think Siobhan has a caller. And so I want to talk to her about that part. And then I want to address the difference between gingivitis and gum disease and what we can do to help people. Siobhan. Okay, great. Yeah. Let's, let's jump to the caller. We have Mitra from Novi on the line. Mitra, what's your question? My question is that if doctors are accepting new patients, uh, I am 77 years old and I'm frustrated with my dentist. And also, I, she, she, was, she was referring me to a, an endodentist for a root canal that they really messed up uh, my case and uh, I'm suffering from pain in that side of my jaw. And um, he broke one tooth from me, uh, from my jaws also years ago and I had to pay the mistake that he did to have a, an implant and you know how much it costs. So I am frustrated and overall I think that if I have a second opinion to go and see Dr. Thompson, I would be benefited uh, and I'm a pathologist and I like to oh. see him definitely because I, I don't want to have these people that they are manipulating me um, to bounce me like a football and I have to complain to American Academy of uh, Dentistry and uh, Association uh, that what is going on with their practice and who is these people who give them certificate that they don't know how to do the endodentistry properly and I have paid a lot of money to this woman who calls herself endodontist. So, All right, Mitra, you, Mitra, I'm going to have to, uh, Mitra, yeah. sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but we're running out of time here. This is the last segment. And certainly 
I'm sure Dr. Thompson, I'm speaking for him, would welcome seeing you yeah, no, in his practice. Mm -hmm. Mitra, I sense your frustration. Look, I get it. I mean, there's a lot of people who are frustrated with a lot of things that are happening in general dentistry, and I would welcome to come and see you. And even I would welcome to have a Zoom call with you even before you come in the office. So I want to make sure it's the right place for you. Believe me, I have very qualified professionals that can look at you. You don't have to report us to the MDA or to any other dental associations or any other problems. We'll be happy to take care of you. So if you call us and uh, I'll do a Zoom call for you, zero charge Zoom call for you uh, in the beginning so that we can work out your issues and make sure that you're comfortable with us before you ever come and see us. We'd, be, we'd love to help you and all that nonsense needs to stop. And Mitra, I will be giving you Dr. Thompson's direct information, his contact information, his phone number at the end of the show. So make sure you've got a pen ready to write it down. And as the doctor said, he'll be happy to see you. So Dr. Thompson, I know we're always running out of time here, but we did want to finish up Siobhan's question about the saliva test. Yeah, we have a simple um, saliva test that looks at the oral bacteria. And what we now know about oral bacteria that cause gum disease and cause other problems, they're now related to 57 other diseases. So if you have an imbalance in the bacteria, um, in the bacteria makeup in your mouth, it's going to be really, really important to, um, to neutralize that and to, um, and to make sure that we get it back to a healthy state. Because again, the uh, saliva is starting to become more diagnostic. So we're getting to a point where even if you don't have signs of gum disease and you have these altered saliva concentrations of certain bacteria, yeast or viruses, it's going to be really important to figure out uh, who has that and you know what that looks like and what that is. And it's going to be just critically important to uh, help stabilize that. So that's one of the things we're all about. Everybody should be screened for that in their 20s or 30s. And um, I think it's such an important part of your overall uh, oral health. And it's a very easy, simple test. Simple, You're easy test. Swish and spit, 30 seconds. Um, it's, you know, it's under 400 bucks. It's a simple thing. We can, we can send it away, get analysis, and we can, we can tell you so much about what's going on. That's a remarkably important test. And I'm sure, Siobhan, you can speak to that because you had the test done. Your husband's had it done. My other daughters had it done. So, I mean, it's like, uh, it's talk about that test and yeah, how well, important it was. Incredible. I mean, you know, as we've talked before, gum disease or things that are going on in your mouth don't always present symptoms like pain, right? So it's hard to know if something's going on or what sort of balance is going on. And it's really surprising that how unpredictable it is who might have something going on that you didn't expect. Um, and, it, you know, it's amazing to see what's going on in there and just know that you're able to kind of deal with something before it becomes a bigger issue down the line. Because as we've discussed, it can lead to really debilitating diseases that once it enters the bloodstream, it becomes much harder to deal with. And one of the things I want to make sure everybody understands, if you have gum disease, if you have bleeding gums, it's not your fault. Um, the fact that we have these, you know, typical, typically it's just not because you're a bad brusher. There's other things going on there that make you susceptible to the disease. So one of the things that I want to do is relieve the guilt that someone might have because they have that. You need to step forward, say, yep, that's me. I have that. I need to take care of it. Because once you take care of it, it could be stopping. It could be preventing Alzheimer's disease, heart attack, stroke, diabetes, osteoporosis. I mean, I have 57 different diseases now. So it's something we really would love to have dialogue with you about, get evaluated and make sure that it's not you that's having that problem. And I can tell you, uh, Siobhan, I know how to brush my teeth. I'm a dentist. I struggle with this myself. So it's something that we got to manage. And once we know we have it, we got to make sure we take care of it. 
and um, we can take it off the table. We know how to do that. When you talk about the simplicity of this test, and it doesn't cost that much money vis-a-vis the cost of what diseases you would might wind up getting, I think the important message here is that, A, everyone should get it, whether you have a dental problem or not, and find out where you can get it because your doctor's not going to do it. So you have to rely on having a good enough, competent enough dentist who believes in prevention who's going to do the test for you because it's simple, it's short, it doesn't cost that much money when you compare the difference of being saddled with cardiac disease, which is a lifetime Alzheimer's disease, some of these diabetes, all of the te- all of the diagnostic testing, the 57 diseases, none of them are good. <laughs> it's not like any of them are simple, easy. We can take a pill and get a medication and get rid of them. They're all disastrous diseases. So I'm going to pass the last 30 seconds back to you, doctor. Well, I never thought I would say it, Amory, but you know, there was a time when I thought that I heard people talk about dentistry and how important it is to your overall health. And I used to kind of think, well, you know, I'm not going to really say that because I I don't want to be arrogant about it, but you know what? We're at a time where dentistry could save your life. And I never thought that we'd be there, um, but we are there. We're there where people need to know what's going on in their mouth, and it's a big, big deal. So dentistry today could save your life. Make sure you get to the right dentist. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, and that wraps it up for the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR. Sponsored by Integrative Oral Medicine. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. And again, I want to thank Dr. Thompson for talking to us today about taking charge of our health, being proactive, and avoiding the devastating results of undiagnosed oral pathogens. To learn more about Dr. Thompson's practice, you can reach him directly at 248-642-1000. Again, again, that's 248-642-1000 or by visiting him on the web at ioralmed.com. Again, that's I-O-R-A-L-M-E-D.com. We hope you enjoyed this special show and that you become more informed about your oral health and its impact on the major diseases of our time. Thanks also to my co-host, Siobhan Cronin. Thank you for listening.